0: You're
1: listening to Policy Currents, a weekly podcast from the Rand Corporation. I'm Deanna Lee.
0: And I'm Evan Banks. Every Friday, we bring you new insights from Rand's latest research and commentary. It's March 1st.
1: Younger Americans are much more likely to have been arrested than those born in previous decades, according to a new Rand study. In fact, People between ages 26 and 35 were 3.6 times more likely to have been arrested during their youth compared to those who were at least 66 years old. This rise in arrest rates has been most rapid among white people and women, but it's increasingly affecting all races and genders. The study also revealed a strong link between the risk of arrest and level of education. Among men aged 26 to 35 with less than a high school education— 60% reported having been arrested by age 26. That compares with about 23% of male college graduates in the same age range, with little difference between racial groups. Finally, arrests and convictions in a person's younger years have been linked to negative trends later in life. These include lower chances of being married and less economic success.
0: The second summit between President Donald Trump and North Korean leader Kim Jong un ended abruptly yesterday. Disagreements over sanctions relief are reportedly why negotiations stalled. Prior to this week's summit, Rand researchers issued guidance that could still prove useful for future U.S.-North Korea relations. Think small. Why? For one thing, Kim Jong-un has said he would like North Korea to become a, quote, normal country. Agreeing to a series of short-term measures could reveal the truthfulness of this statement as much as large measures could. And assuming the two parties return to the negotiating table, Focusing on incremental steps could move both sides toward bigger outcomes over time by building trust along the way.
1: By the end of the century, Chicago could face the kind of summer heat that Las Vegas sees now. And in Phoenix, it could hit 110 degrees more than 60 days a year. That's not wild speculation. It's the official position of 13 federal agencies on climate change. A report released late last year warned that cities must do more to prepare for climate threats. Every road they build, every storm drain they install, will have to withstand conditions that modern civilization has never seen. To help cities across the country, RAND researchers have developed a decision-making framework. The approach is novel. Rather than guessing what the future might bring, imagine an entire range of futures. Then, look for solutions that work regardless of which one comes to pass. The researchers have put this approach to the test in Broward County, Florida, Sacramento, California, and in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where we record this podcast. In Pittsburgh, decision-makers needed help to fix the city's sewage and stormwater system, which almost always overflows when it rains. That means raw sewage and stormwater regularly end up in our rivers. The city needed to address the problem, but in a way that anticipates and adjusts to future climate change. To find the best solution, RAND researchers ran nearly 5,000 computer simulations of Pittsburgh's future. These ranged from business as usual to cataclysmic change. In the end, expanding the water treatment plant turned out to be the most effective solution under most scenarios. But they found that green infrastructure was increasingly effective and cost-effective as the climate changed and the system had to handle more rainfall. So that will also be a part of the city's response. Our researchers hope to make this framework a national norm for thinking through the uncertainties of climate change and set a new standard for urban planning.
0: Iranian Foreign Minister Mohammad Javad Zarif announced this week that he would step down from his post. Soon thereafter, President Hassan Rouhani rejected the resignation. It's unclear what will happen next, but one thing is certain, says Rand's Aryan Tabatabai. These events highlight the Iranian regime's infighting. They may be a sign of greater turmoil during Rouhani's final two years in office. If Zarif does end up leaving, his departure may give hardliners in Tehran one of their first major victories following the U.S. withdrawal from the Iran nuclear deal.
1: State media has been touting Russia's alleged hypersonic missile capabilities this week. According to a 2017 RAND report, proliferation of these weapons would be highly destabilizing. That's because hypersonic missiles compress the response time for a nation under attack. In some cases, decisions would need to be made in just six minutes. Here's a clip from a video that features the authors of the report. Most countries use some form of what we call an OODA loop when they're making decisions about whether to respond to a threat or not. You observe a threat, you figure out where it's coming from, then decide whether you need to respond and then act on that decision.
0: How are you going to shoehorn all those steps into six minutes?
1: There are two implications here. The first is that people will become more trigger happy. The compressed time frame to make a decision makes people much more likely to want to be the first strike as opposed to the second strike, because you can't preserve your second strike capabilities. The second implication is that if you can't defend against a decapitation attack, then you have to devolve command and control of your weapons into the field.
0: To the military rather than to the national leaders, that runs the risk of an accidental strategic war. Another possibility is to disperse your strategic weapons. That runs the risk of the weapons being seized by terrorists. Another possibility is to go to a strategic doctrine called launch on warning. And finally, you can just decide in a crisis that there is going to be a full-scale strategic conflict, and you strike first. None of these options is very good.
1: The researchers go on to recommend an agreement among the three countries thought to be the closest to developing hypersonic missiles—Russia, China, and the United States. This deal would ensure that these nations do not export hypersonic weapons systems or components to others, thus preventing proliferation. When the report was published about a year and a half ago, the authors warned that the window was closing and there was probably less than a decade to act to substantially contain this threat. You can read the report and watch the full video at rand.org/hypersonic.
0: RAND is a nonprofit institution that helps improve policy and decision making through research and analysis. For more on what we covered this week, check the show notes at rand.org slash podcast. See you next week.